Hey folks, welcome to Real Estate Realities on New Radio Media. I'm Dylan Tanaka here with my broadcast partner, David Sobel and Nancy Phillips. Yeah, hey Dylan. How's Hi, it going? Dylan. Great. How are Good you guys to see doing today? You. Great to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you in person. Oh, David. thanks. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Boy, what happened in here? Did they play like basketball in the in the uh, session earlier to ours? <laughs> oh. It's so warm in here. Were they playing a basketball game or something? Really? I'll tell you. So Dylan. I haven't seen you in like a week. Yes. Uh, good to be back. What's going on? What's been happening in real estate? Well, we've got uh, we've got some exciting stuff. We've got a funny story about the uh, the thirty year old we talked about last week. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> a development. What What's the development? I think Nancy had it. Actually, I do. I just happened to see on television yesterday uh. that he chose to voluntarily leave his parents' house two hours before the marshals were coming. Uh-huh. Um, he found a long distant cousin to come over and load up his truck as he was taking you know bags out of the garage mm-hmm. um so the reporter was just you know trying to get him to chat you know who's helping you oh it's my cousin you know whoever and um he goes just a minute just a minute and the reporter's okay he goes i have to call the police and so the reporter of course like why do you have to phone the police well my dad won't let me back in the house well, isn't this all your stuff? Why did you get back in the house? I, I forgot my Legos, and my dad won't let me get my Legos. You know, she's, it, it is so funny, but, you know, the, the, the truth is I've actually had evictions where I, I had a client of mine who wanted to evict his stepson, and I think I shared with you, this is a while ago, mm-hmm. the family all drove together to court. Sure. So my client drove his stepson to court to get the judgment from the judge, and then they all went back in the car back and drove home. back home. <laughs> so it does happen. It does, Although yes. this guy, this guy's going to make this a lot of money. Oh. Off. He's going to write a book or something. Yes, and it ends up he's staying. Um, they asked him, well, where are you moving to? Right. Did you find a place after whatever? He said, well... I'm going to be in an Airbnb until I get my life settled. There you <laughs> have so it. he's going to be a squatter in an Airbnb, you the know, next thing we hear. Right now, we're, talk, we're talking about trending topics. You know how we're always talking about things sure. going on, right? That's the whole purpose of the show is uh, trending items in real estate. One of the big items this past week that's been on the news is uh, these small towns are actually offering homesteading grants and different, different uh, opportunities uh, for scholarships for people to move back into the small towns. Sure. And one of them would be, if you think about it, um, he should call like St. Clair, because oh, City of St. Yes. Clair or Port Huron will sure. offer like ten thousand dollars if you move to their town. Now you just got to get a job. They'll help you get a job, uh, but that's a big trend. So those two news stories kind of go well together. <laughs> well, listen, you know? in, in today's world, there's there's so much of this tech going on. A lot mm-hmm. of these young kids, they don't have to be young kids; they can be old fogies mm-hmm. like us too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you don't necessarily have to drive into work every day anymore. So no, some exactly. some of this uh, the new age hippie kids, as I call them, who create the apps and become millionaires all of a sudden, they can they can live anywhere in the world and do this. Right. Mm-hmm. But St. Clair wants you to live there. Absolutely. <laughs> I <laughs> could so live you know. in a house uh-huh. overlooking the St. Clair River and work there with no problem. No, I mean it's a big trend. It's, it's I think it's a it's a great opportunity. To, uh, I think the city of Iowa, somewhere in Mason, Iowa. Mason, Iowa. Uh, I was reading that they are offering homesteads for free. You have to build the home. Sure. Uh, but until then, he could tent. He could tent. You know, right. glam- he could <laughs> wait he a could minute. Get a no, year. No, no, no. He could build a house out of Legos. <laughs> he could build a Lego. That's house. right. Exactly. <laughs> all right, we're getting off track. You know, a Lego car. But um, all right, so I, uh, I mean, that was a trending item. It's it's really cute. I mean, Legos and Lincoln Logs. And Lincoln Logs. Uh, 
let me ask you. You just had uh, an event last yes. week. Correct. What was it? At the uh, RIA? Macomb so, yeah, RIA? At the RIA of Macomb, we had Kevin Stripling from Home uh, in home inspection professionals yeah. i have to remember it's hip because he calls himself the hip ceo oh, that's cool and uh, he did uh-huh. a fabulous job he's been around for about 20 years um inspecting homes for uh for real estate investors not just specifically but a lot for for people like what what i do development right. um and for regular homeowners also right you need a you need an inspection if, if for those who are listening if you're buying a piece of property uh both residential or industrial or commercial always have a home uh, always have an inspection sure uh but people like yourselves investors don't always get a home inspection or an inspection no i you know it all depends on the uh, the opportunity right. so when, when things pop up quickly uh you don't have time for that but for for newer folks it always makes sense because they don't know what they're getting into right. and they're going to get themselves in trouble so what what was the uh this home inspector uh his speaking uh with, with his uh, with his lecture that he gave your group what was like the number one takeaway from that that event? I think the best thing he he came up with was um, you know in in the investment world there's a lot of houses without basements and and here in the Midwest and in Michigan we we a basement is is you is something you have to have right um, so a lot of the rental homes don't have basements because they're a little bit less expensive and we were talking the difference between crawl he was between crawl spaces and slabs one being a cavity underneath the home that where you, you can, can fit get a your, body. Get, yeah, you can right. fit bodies, you can, and or, or skunks and and rats, uh, yeah. um, or the the difference between having a cavity underneath your home where you can get to the mechanicals, or having a slab home where you mm-hmm. can't get underneath. And right. he said, bar none, a slab has much less problems. Forty percent of the homes he goes in with crawls mm-hmm. have standing water in the crawl space, really? which you creates mold and. Because this is a real estate show. I mean, sure. that's really the idea, right? Yes. I, as an investor myself. I actually stay away from homes that have slabs. No basements, no garages are, are terrible for, in my book, for resale. Sure. I mean, yes, you can get a good deal on those properties, but uh, if you're going to be a landlord, mm-hmm. a lot of people want that storage. They need that storage, right. and they, oh, yeah. they don't like the the crawl space or the uh, slab. The other issue with slabs, just I mean, we're kind of going a little mm-hmm. on a tangent, with slabs is, I don't know how you feel, but if there's a plumbing issue, et cetera, it, you have to break up concrete. Typically, yes. Yeah. Have you ever owned a property with uh, a slab? Oh or? yeah, I've, I've with multiple both ways slabs uh-huh. and uh, and crawls. Are you a slab guy or a crawl? <laughs> you know, I was always a crawl guy because uh, as a as, even though I build homes and right. do major remodeling, I'm yeah. still not a a mechanical guy, so right. to speak. And I always thought it was better to have access. But every landlord I've spoken to in the last few years yeah. prefers a slab over really? a crawl. And wow. a lot of them prefer slabs over basements, mm-hmm. especially on the east side, because slabs don't leak. Right. And basements most certainly do. Right. Even all the way to Royal Oak and, you know, over over towards 75, there's a there's a lot of bad basements in the Royal Oak area. Oh, look at half my, well, not half my business, but uh, quite a bit of my business, I call it the gift that keeps on giving, are sellers who don't disclose mm-hmm. the problems with the water in their basements. So um, When we first moved back from yeah. California, mm-hmm. um, we were moving into my father-in-law's home in Roseville, um, sight unseen. Um, you know, I had been there once. Did he make you sign a lease? No, actually he didn't. <laughs> he gave us the home because he was moving up north and he wanted to know his grandchildren. Um, so we came back and I'm in- anticipating, you know, a basement. Because, you know, he and I back and forth, back and forth. The other washer and dryer downstairs, blah de blah So... You know, we roll in probably about 10 o'clock at night. You know, 
I'm traveling with a four-year-old and a year-and-a-half-old. I had laundry, you know. My husband's like, oh, yeah, they're downstairs. I had never seen a Michigan basement. Right, she's not from Michigan. Oh, right? sure. I, well, I am. I know you're from Michigan, that, but. Not, not, east not that. Yeah, I, I've never been to the east side. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit it. I, I can still hear the scream that I made when I went down there. It was like, what is this? I mean, not only do we have a collection, an entire fruit cellar filled with takeout containers and stuff my father-in-law thought I would need, mm. it was the creepiest basement ever. Well, it, I, the worst type of basement is a, a leaky slab. Those oh, worst, sure. Right? sure. A leaky slab basement. Slabs can leak? I, that's, that's the idea, you know. That's a bad joke. Well, so. <laughs> they, they could get water underneath them, but uh, because they're so high up, usually it won't freeze. Right. But they can oh. they can crack. You know, it goes along the lines. We had a survey that you and I talked yes. about. Uh, you know, what are the things that surprise you when you go into a home, like what you were just saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're doing like a home inspection or you're doing an open house, what are the things that, you know, stand out in your experience uh, that you would never expect when you go in and see a home? What, do you have one? So probably the, the one of the wildest things I've ever seen, like Nancy said, there's there's two stories where I was in a basement, a normal basement, mm-hmm. and then through a little window there was a Michigan basement, almost like a strange crawl space underneath this house. I think uh-huh. it may have been owned by the mafia. This was on the east side. Uh-huh. So I think they <laughs> used to was... bury bodies in there and then just right. put the, the cinder blocks back up and, and caulk uh-huh. them in or whatever right. and hide it. <laughs> but um, I also bought a house in Berkeley mm-hmm. that uh, had a clay pottery foundation mm-hmm. and i was unable wow. to to view it before i purchased it I, which i got a great deal on Wait, it but a clay pottery foundation that's what they call it just wow. like just like the clay pots that uh, that plants come in so berkeley <gasps> wouldn't let us tear it down and rebuild it because the lot was too skinny mm-hmm. so we did what's called cribbing it up we put the house on stilts we built a whole new brand new basement right. underneath it and then added a whole bunch of square footage and some folks bought it and were really happy you could put wow. potpourri around the whole house in <laughs> the Correct. clay pots <laughs> <laughs> Could be an interesting grow facility right, now that right. we're getting to that point. You know, you know it's it's funny. I, I know the ones that stand out, I think I shared with you, one of them was um, I went to a home and the people had painted their shag carpeting orange. <laughs> that, that's And in the corner, they couldn't paint well, you know, get in there sure. uh, uh, by the door. So where the door in. swung, you could see the, <laughs> the, the old, you know, how the door would swing. That part they didn't paint. Yeah. They really painted themselves into a corner, so to speak. Well, what about Actually, the, you what even about, know what shag carpeting is. Yeah. And we were, okay. Oh, do you? Okay. What about the, <laughs> it, it's that's bad enough dated. it was shag carpeting, that's, but it was painted orange. I still see I it now and young, then. I young, but I have a lot of older siblings. Oh, so. okay. okay. And the other one was... Um, the, just, what about the bee's nest we oh, talked yeah, about? Oh, yeah. That was... You know, years ago, I had a property that I had to take back, but there was a, a lady who used to come in every month to make her payment, and she had welds on her face um, that... Got you know nothing like uh, that somebody hit her or anything nothing like that, but they look like bee uh, bites, some type of insect bite, but we never really said anything. But she always looked damaged because of it. Like it always hurt. Her face was always puffy, and um, lady at the front desk would always give me a comment when she came in. Uh, so when we ended up getting taking the home back, we found that there were. Uh, bees, not just bees, there was a whole bee's nest that was uh, formed in the shower. So apparently she must have been showering with these bees. I remember her name explicitly. I won't name it on the air. But um, 
That was wild. That is and, a wild story. Right. Could you imagine taking a shower with bees? She didn't do a good job with it either, apparently, because no. they stung her every time. Wow. <laughs> so I, I did see that. That, was a, that, was a, that wasn't technically a home inspection. That was actually a home repossession. But, um, yeah, Holy that's, moly. We had some people who called in with some really fun, like emailed and texted some really funny things of, uh, uh, you know, based on the survey. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I, I will put those up on the website over at either Proven Resource or Dylan has a site, uh, Real Estate Help Online, that we can uh, direct people to. There's really Great. some funny. Oh, well, Guess what, guys? What's that? Nancy, what was that? I've got a bell. Oh. No. <laughs> you got a bell. And what's going on with that bell? What does that indicate? That indicates that we have a question. Oh, okay. Okay. And actually, Is this Dylan, a text-in question or? This was a question that was emailed to okay. me this um, past week, okay, from last week's show. Um, Devin and Chelsea from DeWitt ask, we want to buy our first home. We need a starter home, but are running into a dead end. What's going on? Is there a shortage, and do you have any suggestions? I think uh, Deb talked about this when we came in. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody did anyways. All I do is talk real estate. But um, getting pre-approved, uh, or, or I'm sorry, getting uh, completely, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, but, but having, having your mortgage completely qualified, right, right being mm-hmm. totally qualified for a mortgage is probably right now the quickest way to beat your competition or best way to beat your competition. And uh, I think we'll have a uh, someone speaking on mortgages today on here with us, which I don't I don't want to just really brief. Yeah, she's get into calling that, but, in. Um, right, so the the whole thing about that is when someone's making an offer and they say, "Hey, I'm pre-approved," and I won't say any names about any companies that I wouldn't accept a pre-approval from, but there's some that I won't oh. because they're not real banks, right? Like the Brotherhood Loan Company or Chico's Bail Bonds, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so um, I think having the uh, having a, a true pre-qualification through a brick-and-mortar bank that I can call and say, hey, David, this is Dylan. I've got an offer, and, and you're the mortgage person, and how is this going to work? Bam. Okay. That, that's a huge one right there. They're, and it costs okay. nothing. They're also uh, – I had Deb Binder and Brian Goodman come in on a webinar that we host, a proven mm-hmm. resource, and it was really good. And one of the um, items that they were talking about was that people are waiving inspections just to get their deals sure. uh, you know, put in. Uh, without any contingencies. So people are waiving their contingencies in order to have their offers approved. Uh, so That's not to, smart, though, for a Well, time. you know what? Uh, people okay. are taking that chance. You know, they, they want the home. So that question that you have is very timely. And, yeah, it's very difficult for people, uh, buyers. They have to put in multiple offers mm-hmm. uh, and multiple homes in order to secure something. Yeah. And well, I hope they're listening to right. me. I think and there got is a f- shortage in starter homes, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a shortage in all Everyone. homes right now. Yeah. 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 Except the million, multi-million dollar home. I think we've had, we have time to talk to oh, Sarah. Yeah, right now. so we have Sarah Markey, I guess, who just uh, dialed in. So Sarah is a mortgage loan originator with. Um, Sarah, are you there? She's a mortgage loan originator with uh, Caliber Home Loans, and uh, I am here. Hey, Sarah, how are you? What's what's hot in mortgage business these days? <laughs> how you doing? Well, you know, the, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Pretty yeah, well? perfectly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, the mortgage business is boring. It, it's not very exciting. <laughs> right. Um, but, but I will tell you what is exciting, and that is getting out of your parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that, right? <laughs> Their leaky getting basement? Getting out of your parents' basement or, or getting your kids out of your basement, uh-huh. right? Right. And what is the, like, what's the trend this, this past month or so with regards to rates? I mean, are people able to, 
to uh, you know afford the homes that are out there based on an increase of uh, interest rates? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, interest rates are still historically low. Okay. So, you know, a, a minor increase in rates is not going to change. Um, you know, people still need to get into houses. Mm -hmm. So it's really not going to change um, too much their, their ability to buy their house. Um, you know, we're seeing it's a very tight, obviously you guys know it's a very tight housing market. Um, but no, you know, interest rates are, are still historically low. And, and they've seemed to have plateaued in the last week or so. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. I was talking to a loan officer recently who was telling us, Sarah, that uh, underwriters are actually doing more of the uh, due diligence on uh, home approvals because home buyers or potential buyers are actually waiving inspection criteria or they're waiving contingencies. And it turns out that the mortgage underwriters uh, that you deal with, the people who make the decision, are the ones that um, end up having to kind of do the due diligence. They start looking at the disclosures a little bit better for the buyer. Uh, they look and see uh, what the appraisal uh, report is saying and making the potential seller do the repairs even though the buyer has already waived the contingency, the home inspection contingency. Um, you know, we're, we're going to take a break, <clears throat> pardon me, and ask you to give us a call, uh, stay on the line, excuse me, Sarah, and, and we'll be back with you. And you can give us uh, your weigh-in on that topic. That would be great. Okay? Can you do that? Sure, love to. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll speak with you when you get, we get back. Thanks. Hey, Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live.
Hey, folks, we're back with Real Estate Realities on New Radio Media. And, um, Sarah, if you're still online, this is Dylan Tanaka. We haven't uh, been able to meet in person, but I know we will one day soon. I am a, uh, I'm a full-time real estate investor and uh, broker, but I'm more on the investment and, and development side. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, how are things working with, uh, with investor loans right now? We're mostly investor loans. We're, I mean, we're seeing most investors purchase cash, actually. Sure, sure. Uh, and, um, and but I we... go ahead. Sorry. No, I was I was just saying I I do have investors who are buying multiple multiple properties, and not all lenders will insure multiple properties. Not mm. all lenders will will loan on multiple sure. properties. Um, you know, Caliber's different in that respect, but there are certainly guidelines with um, conventional and FHA loans as far as how many loans can someone actually take out, how many investment properties. How many loans can they take out, Sarah? Well, one to four. I mean, you know, up to four loans um, can have going at one time. So, Mm. uh, you know, it's it's interesting because what we're seeing is is there are programs out there that let the investor um, get, the cash out or 80% of the cash out of, of the property, um, you know, even shortly after, even up to 12 months after they've purchased it, you know, from, from the minute they purchase it up to 12 months, and then they can use that cash mm-hmm. to go ahead and put another down payment on another property and then just turn all those properties into little revenue-producing factories. Or, or they can they can move a lot of those into commercial loans also, right, and kind of clear their slate for the... Um for the FHA or Fannie Freddie guidelines and then, yeah, sure. and then redo it over and over and over. So yep. Sarah, what, and um, you know, that's the way to build wealth. Obviously you guys know that. Right. That, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so let me, so basically <laughs> you do, you do uh, provide those investor loans, uh, refinance uh, up to 80% cash out for new investors. Yes. Okay. Do they have to season their, their, um, their home ownership for the 12 months or are they, they have to be no, a, on no. a record now. No, this is no. no. This it's it's a great program. It's called delayed financing. Okay. I mean, typically, yes, you do have to season. That's a great question. Okay. But no, the answer is no. Okay, seasoning basically for the listening audience who who's just uh, newer to the business is uh, holding on to a piece of property for usually twelve months or more. They have to be the owner of record exactly. before a lending institution will take that risk uh, of lending. So, what is this? It's called the delayed. It's delayed financing. Okay. Delayed financing. Okay. And so, um, Sarah, how do people get in touch with you at Caliber Home Loans? Sure. Super easy. They can email me. Uh, just log into Qualify with Sarah. Okay. S-A-R-A-H mm-hmm. dot com. You can email me there. You can check out my website, um, get a lot more information, links to more information. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Sarah. And we're gonna, Hopefully you'll be back next week. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'd love to come back next week. I want to readdress that topic of uh, of those those kids who want to get out of their parents' basement and those parents who want to get their kids out of it. I want to tell you guys about a, a, a wonderful new loan product out there, and, uh, okay. and we can go into that in more detail oh, next great. week. That sounds super. Okay, we'll talk then. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. All right. Bye, Sarah. Great. You're welcome. Bye, hey, guys. Fo-
folks, before uh, before I forget, um, you will have a chance to to see myself and my genius partner, as, as he's known to be now, uh, Mr. Sobel here. Uh, thank you. Uh, at the Ria of Macomb um, <laughs> later this month on June 28th. Uh, we're going to have a legal and finance panel, and um, I'm definitely gonna, not going to be the legal guy, but David will be up there. I think we're going to have a CPA. We might even have an appraiser. Right. They kind of have they kind of legal and, and finance at the same time. But, again, June 28th, uh, Ria of Macomb. It's uh, riaofmacomb.com. If you're interested in real estate investing, you can meet both of us yeah. in person. And Ria is really uh, a national uh, program. You run the uh, like the east side. Uh, yep, the, the Macomb County. The Macomb County Ria. And it, there's nothing better than getting together with people who are like-minded, who are interested in real estate, and to learn from, instead of just paying, you know, there are, by the way, Dylan, there are people out there, I know you know this, that pay $50,000 to some of these, like, Yahoo guys out there. You know, they're just salesmen. They probably have done one or two deals, have one or two deals under their belt, but they're really charging for an educational system. Uh, Whereas ARIA is a great way for people to get together of all uh, backgrounds and experience and uh, you can really learn a lot. Uh, I love coming to your area. Mm-hmm. I go to another event, um, you know, usually uh, and uh, uh, not as frequently anymore. But the whole idea is just to meet other people, and they give you great, great feedback on how you're working uh, your business. I, you know, so. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Guys. I like that bell. I know. So do I. Okay, David, this one is for you. Oh, sure. Okay, Marlene in Manchester. She wanted to know. I have a few acres that I inherited. Uh-huh. I want to build a tiny house for a getaway. Will, lin- will lenders write a mortgage for a tiny house build and land development, i.e. getting the utilities up and uh-huh. all that stuff? You know, that's really an interesting question, and, and it goes along the lines of our um, recently evicted 30-year-old friend. Uh, he should look into a tiny house. But the problem, I think, and I think the the issue will be corrected uh, over the next few years, mm-hmm. but tiny houses themselves uh, do not have uh, the ability to get financed, let's say, by a bank, unless it's a portfolio-type product, meaning that the bank is going to hold on to that loan internally. Uh, but there's no national funding program uh, that picks up a loan and finances these small properties. Here's the thing, though. She already owns the land. She does. That's what she said. She inherited the land. Oh, so she could probably, you know, take a loan out against the land and cash that money out okay. and then uh, take what, what does a tiny house cost these days? You know, $500,000. Yeah. I mean, they're really At expensive, least. right? <laughs> you might as well buy a motorhome. It's easier to get financed with a camper or a motorhome. <laughs> or a boat. Yeah, or a sure. boat. boat yes. Or a boat uh, than it is, let's say, a tiny home. But the, wow. the, the vacant land or the land that she inherited, mm-hmm. that can be financed. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not plugging any type of institution one way or the other, but I'll share with you. And something like that is better to go with a credit union, uh, who, you know, okay. who know, you know, it's a smaller, more local presence, and they, they usually know their clients a lot better. Uh, they have a relationship, and they'll probably give her that financing. Uh, where's Manchester? Sure. That's down by Chelsea. Oh, that's oh, I know where you're talking. about. Yes. That's a beautiful area. Gorgeous. Yeah, area. Manchester. Yes. So. Yeah, small homes. Have you ever seen one of those tiny homes? Have you ever been in one? I've never been in one. And, and typically, I think the, the reason they can't get financing goes back to uh, like mobile homes or, right. or some of these uh, <clears throat> prefabbed homes. And if they don't have a foundation, banks, it doesn't have to be a, a basement like we talked doesn't about. It doesn't have to have a pottery foundation. No, it doesn't need a, a, a clay pottery foundation. <laughs> but if they don't have a foundation, <laughs> the banks, lending institutions just aren't going to be as excited to lend on them, sure. number one. And, and number two, 
um, you know, it goes back to the whole comparable sale thing. And Marketability. If there's nothing nothing right. around that, mm-hmm. that they can say what that's worth, it's really hard to yeah, get the money. Definitely. Yeah. It's more like a portfolio product or like sure. taking the money and uh, taking like an equity line. Some, uh, some type of personal loan almost. Right. Or, or just give line. them the wood and have them build it themselves. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's a good question to answer. Did that, that was uh, from Marlene. Oh, I don't know Marlene, but thanks for uh, – that was an email that came in. That was actually a text. How do people um, – Put in their questions, submit their questions. So, because I know that people inquire all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, where should they reach you? They can reach me at n phillips p h i l l i p s at provenresource.com. Okay, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, but submit your questions to Nancy, and she'll get them over to Dylan and myself. Yeah. All right. Um, very shortly, we have. I don't. I, I shared with you earlier that we have a guest, uh, Andy Wolf, that's going to be coming in, uh, who is the chief pilot of uh, his company called Drone Brothers. Very cool. And uh, Very cool. deals with the technology, et cetera, of, of real estate. So maybe that guy from, uh, well, it's not Drone Brothers, but uh, Manchester, the lady from Manchester, yes. could use somebody Marlene. like, yes. right, Marlene could use Andy, and he could fly over her property and find the best site for her. Right. Well, you know what I'm excited about to, to talk with Andy is um, I'm on both sides of the, of the uh, I guess you could say, fence and real estate all the time. So uh-huh. I am on the, the marketing side because when right. I finish a product, it's time to sell it and try to get the absolute most I can get for it. Right. And uh, on the construction side, I think they're using drones a lot also. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin the Stripling, the, uh, right. the home inspector, he was talking about these homes at these really, really severe pitches, and you know he's over forty now, so he said he's oh, not yeah. as excited about getting up there. But right. to do a proper home inspection, you need to take a look at the roof because it all starts at the top, right? Right. So he has a drone that he uses to uh, do home inspections. Really? Wow. So we can talk to Andy about that. That's right. that's very cool. I'm excited to see what he has to say with this new technology happening. There's a lot of um, uh, litigation with regards to roof. Issues. Sure. And, Absolutely. Uh, non disclosure. And, and by the way, home inspectors, just for the general listening uh, audience, uh, they limit their liability usually with regards to um, their, their exposure is limited to approximately how much you pay them. Correct. Okay. There's there's no licensing in the state of Michigan. Right. There's two different bodies, and there's like Ashy and Nashy. And Ashy is the big one, and right. Nashy is the one that David and I can sign up for sure. and learn, which is right. okay. But um, I think we'll we'll get Kevin on here in the next couple yeah. weeks. At least have him call in because this guy he knows everything and he lives for it. Yeah. So you know, that's, even bought his own drone. He bought his own drone. Wow. You know, we're we're crazy real estate entrepreneurs, right. and uh, you want to make sure it's done right. That's right. Very good. So um, I have a another uh, item with regards to uh, land, mm-hmm. just in general. You're developing, I know, the piece of property over on the east side. Correct. Uh, when when it comes to vacant land development uh not just putting in a subdivision but when you're when you're looking for property now that the big thing is um just specking homes because there's not right so have you found you know the the rates are changing the market is definitely uh very tight for new homes but have you found over in your area that people are putting homes and sites uh in the most unusual places yeah, you're seeing a lot of infill. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been in the business only since 03, which for me is a long time, but right. some folks have been in it since the 70s and 80s. Right. Um, so they, they have experienced the, the upward up, upturn and downturn. And after our last mini recession, the foreclosure boom, builders were dead. It, right. it was just over for them. Sure. And, and now with the, the infill lots, mm-hmm. I get calls all the time because I'm, I'm known as an infill builder in, mm-hmm. some, in some places. So people will get my information. I was just called 
on a, uh, I was just, I just got a call on a, on a, about a house on a, or a piece of property on Main Road if I wanted to build a house on it. And mm. um, you can't go anywhere without seeing a builder Taking th- throwing up a prop, uh, mm. a home right now. Well, th- th- that was the purpose of my question is that <clears throat> people are building in the most unusual places. And I just recently saw a home uh, coming in from Lansing area that is literally on a corner of a very busy uh, street. I forgot one of the uh, streets. But um, that marketability is going to be very poor for whoever is purchasing that property in a later. And the, Eventually it will right, be. Right. Terrible. Terrible. So, All right, folks, we're okay. going to go to commercial break. Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill, yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for the mm-hmm. show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. Uh, so we're back. This is Dave Sobel with Real Estate Realities. Uh, Dave Sobel, Dylan Tanaka, and Nancy Phillips. So on the phone we have um, uh, Floyd Merritt, who uh, is our commercial real estate expert. Floyd, we got a cu- only a couple minutes. I'm, I'm glad that you flew in. Uh, I think there was a helicopter sound back there. Uh, give us, uh, Floyd, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, hey nice Floyd. to hear from you. How you doing? Good. Sorry, Good. I'm uh, late of our appointment. I had a client call me right at 10.15. That's okay. Work out. Clients come first, Floyd. We, we understand that. So, But um, tell us, you know, uh, last week we missed you, but you went to that retail convention in Vegas, didn't you? Yes, sir. Tell it's, what was... Uh, that, the Shopping Center Convention is sponsored by the International Council of Shopping Centers. It's the largest annual event of many regionals, but... The one in Vegas every year in May is the national event. It was attended by over 30,000 professionals, wow. investors, 
and developers. So it's a once-a-year opportunity for many of us in the investment side to meet, greet, and uh, try to trade deals. So did you trade any deals? I had 20 appointments in two days. Wow. Plus another 10, what we call, I call them drive-by shooting, you know, where you go out and just try to drop <laughs> in on someone without an appointment. Right, and, uh, from your helicopter. Three or four of those were successful. Yeah, so it was, uh, I think my colleagues and I, we had 40 brokers at the convention for my organization. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and the feedback on that was it was uh, a great opportunity, and uh, certainly we all brought back a half dozen or a dozen leads that we've, we're still following up on. Good for you. What was the what was the number one takeaway at the convention, Floyd? That you the, the takeaway for me, uh-huh. uh, my focus being retail strip centers, and mm-hmm. and I do value add, which means you have some vacancy or, or a missing tenant that you're trying to reposition, and that's fairly common in retail these days. But the takeaway was very interesting to me was how many in, uh, investors and developers who reposition older centers basically use the word uh, uh, core plus. In other words, if it's a center that's fundamentally flawed or in a bad location, um, people are just aren't interested in taking that risk without just being an exceptional opportunity. So mm-hmm. you have to identify on the front end that it has a growing market, a new employer coming in town, an identified tenant that's not in that market that would lease space in that center. So okay. without a plan, mm-hmm. there's not very much interest. Got so it. core core plus means great location, good demographics, and a need that you can identify. And if you don't have that plan, it's very hard to get someone interested in a trade. Okay. Well, that sounds really interesting. Um, I'm going to write that down, and we'll put that somewhere in a newsletter or something like that. I'm going to drop that terminology somewhere next week in a meeting. Uh, but I, I want to thank you very much, Floyd, for giving us a call. And next week, um, hopefully you can call in a little bit sooner and uh, we can yeah. learn more about what's going on in the commercial real estate market. Floyd, how, how do we get a hold how, yeah. do, how does everyone get a hold of you? Uh, just look us up on our web, www.signnn.com. So it's signnn.com, signnn.com. <laughs> Very just to cool. throw out a quick idea, I know sure. you are, we're limited on time, and it's my fault, but um, we probably should talk about the where we are in the real estate cycle. That's a topic of great interest on all the social media outlets for real estate right now, and also product type specialization, you know, picking your real estate preferred choice mm-hmm. and maybe not limiting yourself by geography. Okay. Those are some very interesting conversations I've seen lately that I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. And, oh, of course, we always think that if you pick an expert in your product type versus a generalist, you'll usually come out better, and that's true in legal or real estate. You're right, so and we're going to fly you up, and you're going to sit and tell us all about it. All right, <laughs> Floyd, Actually, thanks for joining us. For, all right, have a good day. I'll talk to you later. Floyd. Bye, Floyd. So right now, uh, Dylan, I had introduced you to uh, Andy when he yes. walked in. Andy Wolf with uh, Drone Brothers. How you doing, Andy? Good, David. Thank nice you. Nice to see you. Thank you. You know, we were talking about. Uh, well, tell me, tell uh, our audience about Drone Brothers real briefly and what what you do for them. Yeah. So my background is serial entrepreneur. I kind of learned the whole entrepreneurial skills from my father um, mm-hmm. growing up, and I guess kind of rubbed off on my kids. So uh, four kids. My oldest, Zachary, is kind of the sales and marketing gift and way his mind works uh-huh. and my middle guy Merrick is kind of more in the technology so about four years ago actually we're celebrating just started our fifth year wow. uh, five years ago which is a 
long, long time in the drone in right. the drone space. Sure. Um, they came to me and said, we want to get a drone. And me at the time being a 50-year-old guy, not knowing what the heck a drone was, I had to explain to me what the drone was and how they would use it. And we put a business plan together. And uh, literally, Zachary walked up and down Woodward Avenue in Birmingham, Michigan, knocking on the doors at the, at the residential real estate offices. So the Max Brooks and the Signature Sotheby's of the world. Got really lucky, walked into an elevator to go up to talk to someone at uh, one of the offices, and one of the guys in the elevator was, said to him, hey, what are you doing here, young man? And uh. he said, well, I'm here to talk to someone about marketing. He said, well, come with me. Well, happened to be one of the top producers at this agency wow. that literally took him under his wing and said, let's, let's introduce you to the right people. So uh. we started off doing houses, uh. all the high-end houses, so these big multimillion-dollar homes in the Oakland County area. And along the way, we got introduced to... A lot of commercial real estate agents, mm-hmm. um, so they want to have their commercial real estate sites flown, so whether it's an apartment building or retail center, office building. Um, and then we look, got hooked up with some people in the construction industry. So our three cores are construction, commercial, and residential real estate. So, and, and this started off as a part-time job for me just helping the kids, and now it's mm-hmm. turned into, yeah, I'm full-time on board with this and helping the kids kind of grow the business, so... And, the, and and basically, what is what do you use with the drones? What do they do for you? So basically, in a nutshell, what drones do and what we do is mm-hmm. we every piece of real estate out there that you see has a story. Every piece of real estate, whether mm-hmm. it's a hundred thousand dollar house someplace or a multi million dollar construction site, has a story to be told. So right. what we do is we use the drones and video to help tell a story about that piece of property. And if you if you look. The, the technology we've got today up until a few years ago is you got Google Street View. People can look right. at stuff from the Googles from the Street View. Right. you got Google from the sky that you can zoom in. And when you're zooming in, you're seeing your, you get down to only so far to see pixelated sure. images. And they could be six months old. I believe there's a huge area kind of in between those two from way up here to ground level that the drone's going to pick up and show you, again, up to the minute live images of what's going on on a piece of piece of real estate. Have you ever taken a, a video image of a home on a uh, clay pottery foundation? Haven't done that. Okay. <laughs> no, but I heard you talking about, right. talking about different oh, sizes. You brought, look at so, show and tell here. Sorry, show and tell. So I wanted to bring Whoa. this. Is the, oh, You're this not how, flying this in no, here. No. Right? no. Okay. This thing's got out of control. We have lasers that come out of here that will just, I'll just bring right. them towards. Zap me. Zap you. Kill but the bad guys. To, yeah, I want to show you guys kind of where the technology has come. This was, uh, this drone's about three years old Can you now. get that on the video? I mean, can I don't know if we can see it. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, cool. Awesome. So, yeah, so this is uh, the companies that make the drones. DJI is kind of the Apple computers of drones. They make they control about 70 to 80% of the world market. This is one of their drones. It's called the uh, Inspire One. Uh-huh. The landing gear actually goes up. The uh-huh. camera spins around 360 degrees. Wow, so you can get cool. so once it once it takes off, this landing gear goes up, you get a full 360 degree view uh-huh. of what's going on. That's awesome. You're allowed to fly two people fly this drone. One person can do it, but two, one person flies it with a remote controller, uh-huh. another person controls, controls the, camera. the camera. So I sure. can get in on a nice close shot of the house and uh-huh. can watch for trees and someone else is controlling to get the right pictures That's and great. The right shots of this. That's, so if you turn it sideways, it acts as a fan or something because cool it's really warm in here, yeah. right? <laughs> they had a basketball game in here, I guess, no, the people ask session it, before. In the, in the fall, this thing creates such enough terms. We, we can blow leaves off driveways for people, too. <laughs> wow. as a free, right. So, Andy, Always really quick, it. you said you're a serial entrepreneur. I think everyone in this room is a serial entrepreneur. Right. And uh, I love uh, – I do high school mentoring, so I like young kids working with them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really rewarding. So when your son was in that elevator – you know, being at the right place at the right time, I always like to say the harder you work, the 
I'm sorry, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Correct. So, um, is there is there any advice you could give to a to a budding entrepreneur who's on the on the line right now? Yeah, I I would say I like you. Same same, Dylan. I like you. I love I love working with with the with the youth. Um, entrepreneurial is kind of in my blood, and I love helping out kids and teaching the mm-hmm. stuff. I love especially my own kids. Sure. Um, the, the piece of advice I'd give you, you've we're, we're always kind of on the cutting edge with like businesses that I come up with or get involved with is just that discipline of staying at it, never giving up and take, if you think it's a good idea, it's probably a good idea and you got to just push forward. Sure. A lot of ideas, I don't know what book it was that uh, talks about the, the tip, I think the book's called the tipping, tipping point. point. Sure. Right. That there, there are people and people in the industry that you got to, we tend to have to wait a long time. The commercial real estate guys, no offense to them and no offense to the residential real estate people, but they're a lot of old school people. It's in that, a, it's in that a lumbering business, very yes. slow, turtly. Right. And we're in Michigan, which, right. you know, it takes us until a long time recently. to implement Correct. in Detroit. Right. Correct. Until the last few until years. Recently. Correct. Right. So that, be, be patient. Be patient is my, would be my, my other piece of advice to kids. Be patient. You, nothing, everything today for the, for the youth is it's so instantaneous. They've got everything on there phones and their iPads they want sure. instantaneous results right. with business there's no instantaneous that you right. got to be pa- you got to be patient and play the play the long play the long game yeah you know it's it's interesting because in wholesaling which Dylan uh, is a real estate investor in wholesaling where uh, there's tight margins but you have to deal with a lot of um, rejection sure and uh, I was noticing online just the other day that question and, and your answer is so appropriate I was looking at one of the uh, chat rooms and they were talking this one person was very frustrated that they had sent out uh, let's see, a hundred letters. I think I read the Did same you? thing. I said a hundred. <laughs> I sent out a hundred an hour. Not right, a hundred letters, and nobody called them. It was their first time, and they, they must be doing something wrong. Sure. And I saw the responses. It's the same thing. You have to be, uh, number one, professionally persistent, and you have to be consistent. Correct. And somebody had responded to this individual and said, "You know what? You have to do more than just a hundred letters, and you got to do it at least a hundred times." Right. Right. And that's that's really about business, right? In general, because I know that when you started, the technology was relatively new. Am I correct? Correct. Oh yeah, no one was doing the drones. Were yeah, they were just they were coming out, and people were just getting started with them. So no one really knew what to do with them. Right. But it's fascinating to me as a business owner that you plant all these seeds. We talk about planting seeds right. in, in sales. Mm-hmm. That a year can go by, two years can go by, and out of the mm-hmm. blue, I get a call from somebody. It's like, well, how did you? Oh well, you had called on me a year ago. Right. You left a packet sure. for me a year ago. Right. Or you had le- you had left your business card someplace and. All of a sudden, they're calling back. So patience is well, so crucial. I don't want to brag, Andy, but I know thousands of real estate investors, even across the nation. And uh, this is, you know, we talk about networking all the time. Now that mm-hmm. I know you, I do. I'm doing a new subdivision. I do new construction projects. I haven't used any drones because I just haven't. But now I know who to call. I want to commission Andy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so let me give you kind of a little more feedback on sure. on the residential the real estate space. So well, first of all, this this for your tiny. Look at that. For your tiny homes. That oh, you the tiny home. Your for, tiny for homes. Melinda, or Melissa in Manchester. Yeah. Melissa in Manchester, we've got the perfect drone for you. So this is the DJI's latest model. It's called the um, Mavic Air. And basically, pulling it backwards here, this is the camera up front. Wow. There are sensors here that sees the drone can see where it's going. There are sensors on the bottom so the drone can see where it's landing. And there are sensors behind it so it knows what's wow. behind it. So what's so fascinating about this the big drone that's three years old now had one sensor underneath it. This thing can see where it's going and keep yourself out of trouble. They're, they're almost 
flying automatically themselves. Andy, so what we're going to do is we do have to go to cut to a break, uh, and you'll stay with us for uh, the last section Absolutely. of our, our show. Right. Absolutely. I'd like to learn more. Okay? It's very yeah. cool. This, this, what's this called? Did you name it? This is called the DJI Mavic Air. Okay. Now, how you, much do those cost? I'm just This curious. is, uh, you can start off at $799 for a basic one, and then $999 gets you a few extra batteries. <laughs> Holy moly. Not the little, not the industrial batteries no, that they put in, like is, the, no, this is it. like that's the, the Rayovax. That's the battery right there. So, so that's not on sale at the Toys R Us going no, out of business no, sale. No, no, no. Okay. These are Best, Best Buy and Amazon and through DJI, but they're, the technology is so you need a license for that? You don't need a license. You, if you guys want to go out and fly and play with the drone today, yeah. you, don't, you don't really need, you should, you need. You're supposed to register the drone with the FAA. It costs uh-huh. you five bucks. Uh-huh. Register the FAA, uh-huh. but you really don't need a license to fly. Folks, you're, we're, we're going to take it to commercial now. Uh, okay. Real Estate Reality's new radio media. We'll be back in a flash. Thanks, Dylan. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says there was a substantial drop in diabetes deaths in the decade leading up to 2006 especially for deaths resulting from heart disease or stroke that's attributed to diabetes. American adults with diabetes are still more likely to die younger than those who do not have the condition, but the gap is getting smaller. The findings come after researchers looked at data from 1997 to 2004, covering nearly a quarter of a million adults. The mortality rate may be falling for some very simple but sound reasons. People with diabetes were found to be less likely to smoke and more likely to be physically active than they were in the past. And there also have been some improvements in controlling blood pressure and cholesterol levels. But sadly, the news is not all good though. As the CDC also says that the prevalence of diabetes is likely to rise in the future, largely due to poor lifestyle choices and obesity. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're going to have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. All right, folks, we're back for our final segment, Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media. We are here with Andy Wolf of Drone Brothers, and he's really got some exciting stuff going on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Andy. Uh, real briefly, tell us about the commercial applications for these drones. So, yeah, there's a couple things that are really exciting. The, the two industries that are um, really using drones to their advantage are construction, um, agriculture, which I don't, you know, don't, don't do a whole lot with, but construction is really fascinating to me. We do a lot of... Uh, flying of construction sites. So it okay. gives it gives the people on site, the people at headquarters, and the people that are building the job. This would be perfect for me because then I wouldn't have to leave my office. <laughs> right. That's right. I'm like, so, Andy, what's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> do a good helicopter. So uh, Amazon, for example, we all know they're building like crazy. So right. they just built a they just built a one million square foot 
distribution center in Livonia, mm-hmm. right? Well, they want us, the people that are building it, the general contractors, hire us once a week mm-hmm. to fly that site. So that okay. now all of a sudden, wow. the, everyone that's part of the general contractor's team can see what's going on. Right. Everyone that, that, so whether from the pavers to the lighting people to the roofing people, everyone can, again, see what's going on. To the general contractor who, who could have a headquarters in, in Chicago or another area, uh-huh. To Amazon, who's headquartered in Seattle, so we can provide we provide images. The the, the old I don't say old school. The thing everyone knows about in the in the, in the commercial or the construction space is pictures and video, showing mm-hmm. progress pictures and project right. videos. The really cool thing is you can use these drones to map out a job site. So we fly the drone over a job site at 250 feet. It goes back and forth on its own little pattern uh-huh. by itself, collects thousands of pictures. We stitch those pictures together, and we can give them a real-time map. That's amazing. This map they can have on their iPad to look at. They can take measurements. They can take volume calculations. Volume so they got, calculations. Yeah, so wow. they got a pile of dirt they broke up or a pile of concrete sure, that was concrete. broken up on the site. We can go through and measure that with a mouse click and tell them how many cubic yards of You're concrete. You're just crazy. creating tons and tons of value. Right. Because Correct. As entrepreneurs, again, you know, we're bootstrappers when we start a new business or have an idea. So our, our time is, is limited, but we give it away like crazy to mm-hmm. our own small businesses. And what you're saving these guys, these big shots, you know, Correct. Amazon, you're saving them time. Correct. So you're you're worth ten times really what you what you're charging them probably. You're saying I should raise my rates now. I yeah. think you should. always raise your rates, especially <laughs> with Amazon. Always. Okay, perfect. Starting to raise rates. Tell them we tomorrow. said that. Yes, <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. So giving them maps, and then we can actually take the online version of this map and print it out to a big twenty by thirty mm-hmm. inch wall size map sure. that these guys can keep and they unroll it, keep in their trailer. Amazing. So rather than having to get in the golf cart and drive from one side of the site on a rainy day or a snowy day, mm-hmm. they can walk up to the wall with a felt a marker and mark off, hey, this is where the steel goes to the roof, and this is where the cranes can be positioned to be able to show what's going on in, in real time. If you if you think about it, I mean, that's a, it's not even an extreme example. It's a, it's what's going on in today's market. But also, uh, just let, if you're an owner of, let's say, a strip mall, and you want to make sure that you are paying for the right amount of salt, <clears throat> tell, you know, when, when it comes to salting a driveway or salting a, a large, uh, you know, asphalt surface, uh, that will measure. Yeah. So, so same thing. The drones. The drones. A construction site. We can we can take measurements. Uh-huh. We can also do inspection. You guys talked about roofs earlier. Uh-huh. Right. So these drones are great for doing inspections. So we're just starting into roof inspections for commercial centers. So these big multi-thousand square foot buildings. They, the way of doing it now, someone's got to climb on the ladder, get on the roof. If they got to take a picture, take pictures of their phone. Sure, write out reports. Write reports yeah. up, and then someone's got to keep track of one of those pictures taken. Whether this year's pictures last, right. we can send the drone up, do one giant picture of that roof, and you can be able to zoom in, take measurements. Yeah. And the really cool stuff, we just partnered up with a guy we're just going to get started with soon, is Fleer, who makes thermal cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it goes right on, right on this, this, this drone. Yep. This camera pops off. A FLIR uh-huh. camera pops on here. Uh-huh. We can go get thermal images of a, wow. of a building. You can find water leaks. You can find water leaks. Where, where, heat, where they're losing heat. I mean, Correct. applications How's are endless. How's it do with slabs? With slabs? <laughs> Slab basements. <Yes. laughs> you know, you know with, all the, with all this new technology, they should come out with a, a cell phone that plays music and emails and uh-huh. takes pictures now. Right. Yeah, Perfect. They should. So, <laughs> so listen, you, you know, I want you to, uh, you know, keep in touch with us. I, I, thank you do. so much for joining us thank today. You. You're going to sit with us uh, while we kind of sure. yep. thank you. Uh, walk this session out, okay? And, you know, mm-hmm. let's get all Andy's well, yeah, information get, out there for everyone. I always yes. forget that. I apologize. Yeah, Andy, so, how do they get in touch Yeah, so you? website address is uh, dronebros.com, D-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-B-R-O-N-E-
I'm Andy at DroneBros.com. Okay. How well. do they? You don't want anybody calling you? You have an eight 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 number or an eight hundred uh, number? They're more than welcome to call. It's a direct number is two four eight seven six three zero eight seven zero. They can call direct. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks so much, Andy. Thank you. So, Nancy. Nancy, we're gonna finish up here. Sure, tell, yeah. tell us what's going on in your world. Well, in my world, um, we are. Very, very close to our official kickoff for Game on Cancer, mm -hmm. which I spoke about a few weeks ago. Um, a terrific organization which offers non-medical support to um, cancer patients. It's through Henry Ford Hospital. Um, we will be, we are actively soliciting members to join our team. Um, we've set a goal this year of $10,000. Right, right. Which so they, they can go online, uh, Proven can, Resource. They and... can go on provenresource.com. Um, we've got a Game on Cancer page. Please read all about it. Um, join our team. Um, at the end of the year, they offer a really cool um, get-together at Ford Field, um, which David and I went to. Yeah. It was wonderful. Um, okay. And we'd love to have you join our team. It's Great. a good Thank you. Sure. Thank you. And so uh, this is David Sobel and, and Dylan Tanaka. We're going to uh, kind of wrap this up. I, Dylan, how can people get in touch with you, let people know? Yeah, uh, you, you guys can get a hold of me at uh, Dylan at DylanTanaka.com. Send me any emails. Okay. And uh, no phone number, right? I don't really have okay. one. <laughs> I can never get in touch with you anyways. Uh, my my name, Dave Sobel, a proven resource. Uh, you can reach me at 888-789-1715. I, I seem like the, I'm the only guy who has a real phone anymore. Uh, but we really appreciate you joining us, and, and we would like for you to come back next week yeah. for Real Estate Realities. Thanks again. Thanks, everybody.